listening to the Health Disparities Podcast for Movement Life, conversations about health disparities with people who are working to eliminate them. I'm Dr. Rose Gonzalez, and today I'm discussing health disparities and nursing with Charlotte Johnson, who's a member of the Movement is Life Steering Committee. Hi, Charlotte. How are you today? Hi, Rose. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Um, Why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself and and where you're from? Well, I'm a registered nurse. I'm certified in orthopedics. Um, I'm from Louisiana, born and raised in the capital city, Baton Rouge, and live now in Ascension Parish. So tell me a little bit about your community um, in Ascension Parish and, and the types of people you, you frequently have to meet in your, um, in your healthcare arena. Okay, well, in Ascension Parish, actually, um, from a ranking in health statistics in Louisiana, we're actually number two. Um, That's really not much bragging rights, I guess, when uh, Louisiana is number 45 in health statistics. Um, But we've moved up the ranks. Um, But, you know, we're not all equal in our health in Ascension, Um, you know, my parish is actually um, divided on an east bank and a west bank. And that was actually my first um, kind of lens looking through that healthcare was different and access to healthcare was different and health care outcomes was different based on where you live. So, for instance, um, I live and had worked a good part of the, um, my time there in uh, the East Bank and didn't really travel across the Sunshine Bridge much to go into the West Bank. But if you travel over that Sunshine Bridge and over the Mississippi River, when you go into the West Bank, it, it's a very different population I'm in a rural area anyway, um, very industrialized, and there's a lot of industry on both sides of the bank. But on the West Bank, um, you know, people's access to health care is not. They actually have to travel back over the bridge to get there. People that live on the West Bank, they have less transportation opportunities, so less people drive cars. Uh, the poverty level is much higher in uh, the West Bank. And so the outcomes, childhood poverty, their access to um, places to uh, play, walk, grocery shop, they're much different than where I live. And so that was kind of like very eye-opening to me, especially when I was doing some community work in that area, really softened my heart to about some of the challenges that people have to overcome just to have a safe, healthy, happy life. So, Sharla, would you say that they're because then of where individuals may live, you know, in this situation, maybe that they have to just cross a bridge and it makes a huge difference in their health outcomes. Oh, absolutely. So health disparities exist even just because they they live across the bridge. Absolutely. In this particular case, and that was the eye-opening part, that truly zip code matters. Wow. Yes. So the population, for instance, um, on the East Bank where I live, I can think within five miles of me, there is a track that I can walk. There is a sidewalk that's... um, 
path out for a healthy place. Um, it's next to the courthouse, the sheriff's office. I'm probably about three miles away from a grocery store, gas station. I'm about two and a half miles from the hospital. So cross that bridge, and that's at least a 20-minute drive. And cross that bridge, and over there, there is no... Um, they have some uh, F. QHC, so they have some um, clinics, yes, yes, and they have um, a critical access hospital in the next neighboring parish, which is probably closer to them than it would be to come across the bridge. And um, but they don't have or didn't have, I should say, at the time that my lens was open, they didn't have any playgrounds for their kids. Um, Most of the people that I had um, come in contact with doing some community work. Um, Because it's about 73% African-American on the West Bank as compared to about 76% Caucasian on the East Bank. It's very different. So there seems to be a racial racial, um, difference. And when you go on the West Bank, um, you know, I can think of really, we have more cars than drivers at my home. Okay, on the West Bank, there would be a key person who would carpool and take everyone to the community event. And so, you know, the the decreased transportation is an issue. I remember thinking about one person I was doing a operation change for, actually, and I was doing an eight-week and teaching them um, movement and how to eat healthy. And very new concepts for many of them, you know, being mindful about those endeavors. And one lady, she literally picked up four people to come. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been able to be there. They were walkers. They didn't have access to it. Um, And so, you know, you take for granted, like grocery stores just around the corner from me. But for these walkers who don't have a way to go to the grocery store, they're shopping at convenience stores. So that's your 7-Elevens and your Circle Ks. And, you know, and so what what are they getting? They're not getting fruits and vegetables. They're getting some prepackaged high dollar so their money didn't go very far. And, you know, a, even from a health literacy standpoint, some of the things that they were choosing to drink because they thought were healthier. So instead of drinking sodas or soft drinks, they would drink Gatorade, but that still had high carb carbs in it and high sugars. So there was really a lot of lack of knowledge, health literacy knowledge, and they just didn't have the same access. And that really was eye-opening to me to really, in lovely, lovely, lovely people with big hearts, but the difference was a zip code and their opportunities for the, for just let's think schools alone. So the schools in the West Bank, um, where they, let's see, a high school this year is uh, categorized um, B on a grading scale of A to D. Um, it's B, uh, and they were a C, so they've put a lot of effort in going, making them go from a C to a B. But overall, Ascension Parish is a A parish, wow. so they're a grade A. But on the West Bank, they're it's not, not the same. So sometimes... Like you said, it's just your location, where you live, can really determine or impact your overall health, your overall knowledge and education. So let me bring this back a little bit back to you because you're one of our nurses on the steering committee. 
And uh, I'd like you to talk a little bit about your work, and then we'll talk about how it impacts your community and, and some of the things that you do to try to influence and change some of the trajectory of that, those health disparities. Well, as an orthopedic nurse, I think I, I wear a different lens than other nurses, perhaps. My lens is always thinking about improving people's mobility. So whether it was from a fractured hip or a trauma or advanced age and have osteoarthritis, keeping people mobile has always been kind of on the forefront. It's what we do as orthopedic nurses. So in my role, I was a community educator for five years in Ascension Parish specifically. And as an orthopedic nurse, I always incorporated movement type activities when I would teach anything health-related because you really can't improve your blood sugar unless you increase your activity. You really can't improve your blood pressure unless you're improving your activity. And most people really stop moving because they, um, they hurt. And then and they're overweight. And so it's just compounded. But helping them, and this is one of those things where it's, you know, um, motion is lotion for your joints, right? That's where, you know, that movement is life. And to really help people, when they hurt, what they do is they stop. You know, they become, you know, their favorite things to do is go shopping. And next thing you know, they're the ones holding the bag and sitting on the bench and they become observers, you know. And so helping people understand that when you hurt, you need to move. That's gentle movement. That's walking. That's not, you know, doing aerobics or something like that. It's like, don't just sit though. You're going to get deconditioned. So helping people increase their flexibility, their endurance, their balance, um, you know, the range of motion, uh, really keeping them walking is important. So some key programs that I would incorporate from a community perspective as an orthopedic nurse towards movement. Um, big proponent of the Walk With Ease with the Arthritis Foundation. So would start. Um, it's where you're teaching them some um, uh, tips about walking, how it benefits them. But then you you know over those 18 sessions or the six weeks you're increasing people's endurance. And I'll never forget the last one I did at the end of uh, 2018, the um, uh, individual came back to me and says, you know what? I didn't think um, that I would enjoy walking so much, but when I just went on a trip, I was able to hike for the first time and I participated with my family. And had I not done this program, I wouldn't have been able to do it. And so you see that it's kind of sparks because, um, you know, that self-fulfilling prophecy because you you like, oh my gosh, it really impacted and changed a person's life. life. And that, you know, as a nurse... You, that's all we want to do. That's what we want to yes. do. We want to change somebody's life. Now, if they wanted to do that walk with ease, is that a free program? Is that an online program? Is it's a that... it's a program that's offered through the Arthritis Foundation. They're different instructors in different communities. Um, they're usually maybe uh, affiliated with a, maybe a YMCA or another healthcare facility. Um, our hospital we sponsored it and were able to do it twice nice. twice last year. Um, those sessions and so in, in Louisiana, our weather's kind of funny. So we try to do it during the cool part of the year. So that's usually at the end of a year and the beginning of a year. So, But it does make a difference. Some other things that are really good from a program standpoint that nurses can do, particularly you just become instructors, but matter balance course. That is a huge course because you have people, again, who 
stop moving because they hurt. And then they, because they're deconditioned, they're fear of falling. And that fear of falling just becomes isolation. So helping them do those exercises to really strengthen the quads, you know, get their balance back. Helping them do those exercises, again, builds up those endurances and their confidence level. And again, promotes movement. Um I think one other activity that I would uh, recommend from a nursing standpoint is Tai Chi for arthritis. That's really taking the individual doing gentle range of motion through gentle planes. And again, increasing motion is lotion. It's just making sure they're incorporating uh, all those different moves and it helps their balance. And so as people age and they have different problems with their joints, there are things that we can educate them to to improve the quality of their life. And I think it's really just helping the community, individuals have the tools that they need to be successful. So I, I like that motion is lotion because it sounds, it's something I've not heard before. And uh, we always talk about uh, the vicious cycle um, in movement is life and talking about what comes first. You know, is it the joint pain is um, which causes you to stop walking or start move, stop moving, and so you don't have that motion is is lotion, so you become increased pain, and then you engage in some bad habits. Um, talk to me about the ramifications of not understanding that motion is lotion and just kind of having a sedentary lifestyle and, and what does what happens to you after Well, I that? think for most people, when we think pain, we usually say, wow, we're supposed to stop doing whatever's causing us pain. And so for some people, it's just the standing and walking is what's causing them pain. And so they begin to sit more and then sitting more becomes deconditioned. And then we know when, again, when we stop moving, we're, I don't even know if it's really gaining more bad habits, but just inactivity alone, our metabolism is going to change and we're going to, we're going to definitely, we're going to eat the same or eat more, but we're not moving. So we're not having that same calorie expenditure. So we're going to gain weight. And that Increased weight causes the increased pressure in our joints. And so helping people understand that movement's twofold. It's the motion um, that's going to provide the lotion um, for your joints. Um, you know, it helps that synovial fluid move in your joint spaces. But it's also um, keeping them, your joints, uh, free with range of motion. But it's also burning calories. And so instead of adding weight, you're at least not gaining weight and you're keeping those joints healthy. But when we get into that vicious cycle, all the other problems that happen to us with the high blood pressure, the diabetes, the depression, and the depression can come, you know, comes from that lack of quality of life. When I become now hurting all the time, I'm not able to do the things that I want to do. I sit more than I'm moving, I'm the bag holder instead of the shopper, it creates a level of isolation for people. And it's a hard place to be able to get out of your head. You know, here you are now trying to improve your physical health. Now you have to improve your mental health. So and, we really and, have and to help people. you energy because right. you're already in, you can't 
find out how, how to move. You can't make yourself move. And it seems counterintuitive. Like, if I hurt, why would I move? But really helping them understand that. And I think one of the biggest things for a nurse to be able to teach their patients is we really have to teach them some good quad strengthening exercises to give them the strength that they need to have good mobility so that when they walk, they don't feel like their legs are going to give way, that they can be strong, go up and down stairs. So it's not just about walking. It's making sure that we can teach them those exercises exercises to strengthen that quad set and be able to really um, improve their life. But helping them understand that they have to move. Because sometimes we tell them, you hurt, don't move. move. That's right. You get that opposite message. And when you're talking about the quad strength, you, you're talking about that those large muscles on the yeah, front Yeah, the of large your, the muscles top, on the top of your, your leg. So simple exercises an individual can do and nurses can teach to it are just straight leg raises. So you just lay in the bed flat and and lift your uh, leg up one at a time, and you do a series of them, and you're going to increase the amount. So you might start off with doing one set of 10 lifts, lifts, and then increase every day, just maybe increase some so that eventually you're doing up to three sets of 10, and then eventually even more. But those quad sets are really going to make a difference on the strength, and it helps improve joint pain. So giving them the strength in that leg and make, getting them the walk, getting the motion, you're going to really improve. So back to the um, health disparities, how do uh, you work in your community to try to address, I know that some of that is zip code um, and, you know, where they live, but how can we um, work to decrease those disparities, to get everybody back up to speed to getting good health? Well, I think it's, first of all, it's an awareness, and everyone needs to be able to um, look beyond their own zip code. Sometimes we, it's kind of like my four no more. Sometimes we only know what's in our household, how we're impacted with our friends and our families. And that's just our little world. But really to have an awareness about others and a care for others, we need to be able to go beyond our four, go beyond our door, go beyond our zip code and go see how other people are living, the impact of their quality of life. And think about if I were in this zip code, and I've done my own self-reflection about this, that if I were in this zip code, what would my life have looked like? Would my opportunities have been the same, whether it was from education or employment or... Um, you know, uh, health, you know, just my own access to health. And so we really need to make sure that we open, have our own lens. So I think we first have to start with awareness and self-reflection. And then beyond that, we need to be able to get involved. You know, we need to be able to be part of a solution. So in my space as a nurse, uh, where I came, especially in the community and working in uninsured clinics and underinsured clinics for uh, orthopedic specialty, um, really thinking about um, how your community is impacting. I, sometimes we think too big, like the the picture's so big, what mm-hmm. I do we won't matter. It, right, yeah, like it won't matter. So you kind of bring it back to your space. So what can I do and impact my community? So um, in Ascension Parish, for example, the reason um, I, I was a part of a leadership academy through the Chamber of Commerce and I used as a nurse, I used health statistics to help guide the choice of the project that we were going to do. And we ended up doing a project 
in Donaldsonville, which was on the West Bank, which is where I saw the disparate pace. And um, as a project, we built a playground because there was not a healthy space. And in that playground, we also gave people a path to walk so that parents could come and moms. And where it was, it was in a low-income housing area. We partnered with the sheriff's office, with local faith-based communities, industry. We raised a significant amount of money and partnered with LSU. They were able to come help us with the playground build. And it impacted that community so much so that when our project left, the sheriff's office was so moved, they built a second playground on the West Bank, and they actually started a um, program where... um, at the substation, that they built a playground by the substation, and they keep a, a deputy there that they have computers, they have desks, they provide a mentorship so that kids who are playing or need help studying, um, they can partner with the, the police there. So it's building a different level of rapport, not only from a health standpoint, but from a safety standpoint, and really bridging those gaps that we failed to address in the past. So sometimes it only just takes a spark. You'd be surprised. Like, so where did that go? You know, here is a nurse sharing data about the health of a community and people were moved. People are moved by a story, you know, sharing to them because again, we don't live, we don't go outside again, our own space. But when we travel outside our own space, I think people are overall are concerned, but they don't know how, what can they do to benefit? And so I think bringing them along I think it's dropping a pebble in the the water and seeing the ripple effect. Sometimes I think we want the water to divide like uh, <laughs> Moses, Moses and the rest of the river. Yeah, separate the waters, but, we separate the sea. Know, but sometimes it's just dropping the pebble, having a ripple effect. But I think it's having an awareness, and I think we need to come. What do we have more in common with each other? And that was one of the the work that I did was um, I worked in the faith based community because I had something in common with them. We shared faith. And so we we had that. We weren't the same race. We weren't the same economic. But what we were the same in was faith. And that connection alone helped improve health. And so I think we have to find our connections. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's great. I mean, your story is incredible. And it does show the power of using your health statistics, a nurse, and I think People typically think of nurse at the bedside in a hospital, and here we're, we're, we're using statistics, we're going into the community, we're using our faith connections to then create change in a community to improve their health overall, which isn't that what all nurses want to do, improve their patients or their clients' health and make sure we have a healthy community around us. You know, um, one of the things I was, you know, spent a lot of time talking about Ascension, but, you know, I have to really give some kudos to um East Baton Rouge Parish, because one of the things that they worked on was a community health needs assessment, um, and they collaborated with all the hospitals in East Baton Rouge Parish to come up with one collaborative health needs assessment. So now you have five hospitals who are all working, driving the same goal, and that was um, part of the mayor's uh, health initiative. So you have to give kudos to people really thinking out of the box, and they were the first, uh, actually probably the only uh, city in the United States doing that. So I think they're really modeling the way about how do you provide synergy and collaborations. So as we um, 
close out this podcast, Sharla, if you were to leave our listeners with some healthcare pearls of wisdom, uh, especially about musculoskeletal health, what would they be? Well, first, know that you can make a difference. What you do matters. Make a connection. Raise your own level of awareness. Go outside your own zip code. The other thing is to help people understand that motion is lotion. Movement truly is life. When we stop moving, our quality of life goes down and our health outcomes are negative. So we really need to keep people moving. And so what does that look like and what can you do? We've been with the Health Disparities Podcast from Movement is Life, and we were joined by Charlotte Johnson, an orthopedic nurse from Louisiana. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. We look forward to having you back with our next podcast. Thank you, Charlotte. Thank you, Rose.